Welcome to the Not Your Typical Agent podcast, helping guide you through all things real estate. My name is Jay Crotchy. I am a licensed real estate broker in the state of Illinois. Let's get started. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we're just going to have an open conversation about what's happening with the real estate market, what to expect, and some tips moving forward, headed into 2023, and how to close out 2022 in the best way possible. Stay tuned. One of the things that has become kind of a pretty big issue, and it's in regards to pretty much anything, the news cycles, um, you know, we see a lot of that especially now in election time i don't care if you're democrat republican uh, it's a lot of trying to get clicks trying to put information out there that is shocking and it'll get the most eyeballs on so they can sell advertising one of the things we're noticing in real estate is there's a lot of talk right now from a national local news about how the housing market is collapsing the one thing that we're kind of encouraged to click on is when something is either really positive or really negative they don't want to they're not going to sell advertising with a situation where they say okay well you know we're handling interest rates have gone up and we're seeing the normal downtrend headed into the holiday season end of the year like we normally would so they may say housing market is collapsing as opposed to it's going through the same normal reductions that we would see headed into November, headed into December, as you normally would on an annual basis, regardless if it's a good market, a bad market, or an even market. So how do we determine what where is in reality what is actually happening with the real estate market? Um, you know, that's coming to looking at trends, looking at numbers. So I just received the report, uh, was posted a couple days ago regarding September 22 numbers. So I wanted to go through these and discuss, you know, how do these numbers match in a normal real estate market compared to we're coming off something that is extremely abnormal, which was 2020, 2021, and a good chunk, first half of the 2022 real estate market because these numbers aren't necessarily going to be accurate from a historical look back period because one, we had a pandemic. We didn't have a pandemic in the last hundred or so years. Uh, two, we had a slight recession that was caused by the pandemic. It was you know March, 2020 uh, through June, 2020 before we had an economic rebound. Um, and then a lot of what we're seeing is you know, historical interest rates being so low, the market wasn't normal. And inflation obviously plays a part into this. And what the government now is doing, raising rates has a part into it. But the real estate market as a whole really hasn't changed a ton. I mean, sure, you know, you're looking at anybody who purchased a home in the last 10 years, primarily, you know, I would say from the 2011 period until 2020 um, has probably noticed that they have a ton more equity in their home. That's something that's not really being talked about in the national media, that the average home owner right now has about $60,000 in at home equity. And that doesn't include people that bought, you know, when 
the trough was on the lower end, but the average homeowner has more equity than uh, the previous few decades as far as was gained in the past five years. So, sure, is higher interest rates pushing a lot of buyers out of the market? Yes. Um, they can't afford as many homes as they previously could. Well, one of the things that you know we talk about and we hear on a regular basis, and this is coming from lenders, this is coming from people that um, they do even more business than I do, where you know they're telling their clients, marry the home, date the rate, which means people still need to buy homes. People are still getting married. People are still having children. Unfortunately, some people are still going through divorce or there's deaths in the family where you know people are downsizing or relocating out of state. So people are still buying and selling homes. So what do they do if they can't pay cash for that home? Are they going to rent at rates that are historically high? Or are they going to purchase now when there's less competition on the market? And then as inflation gets under control and rates start to be eased a bit, then the rates should come down from where they currently are now. And again, I can't say that with certainty, but you know, I've bought my house in 2017, refinanced two years later, and have an incredibly low rate. Um, we have equity built up in our home. I'm sure a lot of people are in a very similar situation where they don't necessarily want to leave their home because they don't want to go to a higher rate. What a lot of times what people can and are doing is they're speaking to lenders, they're figuring out a way that they can use that home equity, temporarily get locked in at a, what we would say now, considering what we've seen in the last 10 years, it would be a higher interest rate, and then refinance in a year, two years, three years when the rates start to settle down. Um, a lot of what we're seeing as far as projections is you know, rates should be somewhere in that 7 to 8% for the next three to six months here. And then they should start slowly. They're staying more in the mean, the regular, in the middle, or and then they should start to fall. So if you're locked in at a 7% interest rate and they go down to 5, refinance. If they go down to 4.5, refinance. If they go down to 4, refinance, which will then kind of balance out the, the mortgage that you have already secured. Um, so as we're headed into a new year, we want to make sure that people are still aware that, you know, the market isn't at a point where, you know, people of all real estate has ceased. Um, homes are still selling. I think they, what they said uh, from what we looked at, the average home sold with four offers. Sure, it's probably a little bit less than what they were in February and March of this year, but four offers is pretty darn good. Um, the average home sold for 99.3% of the ask. Pretty darn good. So we're not seeing a case, I think the average home sold for still, single family homes sold within that 16 to 30 day period of time on market. So I wanted to go through the numbers here real quick comparing um, in our entire um, MLS service area just to kind of get a perspective of how things went from August headed into September and then we can kind of go through this information together. All right, so this is um, MRAD 
to service area, change in new listings on all properties. This includes detached single family and attached single family. It's down 20.2%. Change in closed sales, all properties is down 19.3%. And change in inventory on homes, all properties is down 17%. That's important to pay attention to that. It's the change of inventory is down 17% because right now we're still experiencing a inventory shortage, which is propping up the housing market. We're not in a situation where we have an overabundance of inventory. We're still somewhere, it depends on the area you're in, um, anywhere between that one and two and a half percent in our um, areas. Sure, Illinois has never been a, a situation or has not had the type of growth since over the past few decades as some other states have, mainly Florida, Colorado, Tennessee. Um, so our numbers have been relatively stable. It's one of the things where we weren't hurt as bad as some areas of the country when the Great Recession happened in 2008. So you look at those numbers, inventories are still low, which is obviously keeping the numbers down. So if you look at from September of 2021, um, new listings is down 14.8%. Under contracts is down 25.6%. Closed sales is down 18.7%. Median sale price up 2.5%. Average sale price up 4%. Percentage of original list price received. Um, it went down slightly. This is obviously the market as a whole, not specific neighborhoods. That's down 1.7%. Average market time, again, all of Chicagoland area, including parts of Wisconsin and Northwest Indiana, that's up um, from 32 days to 37%. So that's up 15, or I'm sorry, 14.1%. Inventory of all homes at month end went from 17, or I'm sorry, it's down 8.1%. Attached numbers are affected a little bit higher than that. New listings are down 29.3%, under contracts down 27.3%. Closed sales is down 20%. Median sale price, again, up 4.8%. Um, average sale price up 2.4%. And then um, these are selling for just under 0.1% of ask. Market time has remained exactly the same. And inventory of all homes at month end is down 30%. So how much of this is um, just normal seasonal uh, issues? Or is this related to the current... Um, you know, fear of recession. Are we in a recession? Is this related to inflation? Is this related to high mortgage rates? Um, a lot of these numbers, although they appear double digits and are extreme, they're not terribly off from what you notice in a normal seasonal real estate market, especially for us. Um, you will generally see things peak, which they did this year from January until obviously January being earlier than it has been, but obviously in the last half a decade, January's been a hot month. January until July is where we get the bulk of our business. Um, and this year, although being extreme and on the extreme end of that, uh, it's really no different. So then I wanna look at on a more specific um, case is my particular neighborhood um, where I live and work. Again, I, I work everywhere, but where I focus predominantly most of my business, Arlington Heights. Um, these numbers are a little more extreme than the entire um, MLS area. Change in new listings and all property is down 35.8%.
change in closed sales, all property is down 26.5%. Change in inventory of all homes, all properties is down 56%. So inventories are reduced. Now we look at the actual numbers. September 2021, uh, det detached single families, new listings is down 31.4%. Under contracts is down 57%. Closed sales is down 25%. Median sale price, and this is, you know, we're seeing this because people were pricing towards the top half of the market. Median sale price is down 2.6%. Average sale price is down 8.8%. Uh, percentage of original list price received, it's down 1.1%. Average market time is up from 31 days to 34 days. That's up 9.7%. And inventory of homes for sale at month's end is down 45.9%. Uh, so that shows that inventory from September of 2021 to September of 2022 went from 148 to 80 pretty substantial numbers here. Attached family um, numbers are, are similar, um, a little even more extreme. This is kind of odd, but new listings is down 42.3%. Under contracts is down 14.3%. Closed sales is down 28.3%. Median sale price up, and this is a surprising number. Median sale price is up 31.4%. Um, average sale price is up on attached condos, townhouses, up 5.4%. Um, percentage of original list price received is up 1.8%. People are receiving 99.6% of original ask. Average market time down from 31 to 21 days at lower 32.3%. Um, inventory of homes for sale at month's end from... 104 to 31 units, um, down 70.2%. So that's interesting to me. Um, looking at these numbers, this is the first time reviewing them because uh, they just came out a couple days ago. But to see the difference from detached single family to attached single family. Attached single family is going to be more um, the downsizer market, uh, people that are um, first-time buyers, people that um, are opting to purchase um, a condo or a townhouse as opposed to renting an apartment. So what is a lot of this could be? It's seasonal, obviously being in September, that's when a lot of leases begin. But I think a lot of what we're also seeing with these numbers is um, people are gravitating more towards um, purchasing a condo or townhouse as opposed to spending um, 30 to 40% more to be renting that exact same unit. Even with an interest rate higher of 7%, you're um, looking at your monthly, including HOA and taxes, should be substantially lower than if you were just to rent that very same unit. Um, you could also have seen people that had sold their homes, obviously um, sold single-family homes, because the majority of what we saw in the beginning part of this year were downsizers or people relocating. Um, they opted to purchase a condo or townhouse. Obviously, huge market with baby boomers, um, and uh, they need a place to go. I know a good chunk of my business that I did this year was helping uh, people that had been in their homes for 30, 40 years 
they downsized their five bedroom homes and they moved into two bedroom condos or townhomes. So that pressure on that market, given the lack of inventory as a whole, uh, brought those prices higher. What I'm seeing, and I could kind of put in relation to how it's different from 2021 uh, to 2022 for the single family homes is obviously the lockdown. A lot of this was um, people outgrew their space quite a bit and there was a huge demand for single family homes, which there still is. Um, but obviously with having more inventory on the market versus uh, what's currently available, because I mean, those numbers are down significantly, you're going to see a difference from 2021 to 2022. So although these numbers are, are a little shocking when you read them, I'm curious, obviously, to see what comes out in the month of October, because I think these numbers are going to be um, probably not as extreme just because there's been less inventory on the market as a whole. And it's normal for the October months, but I'm curious to see what those numbers will be and if they're in the same uh, kind of trajectory as what we're seeing here in September. So as we head into the holiday season here, um, I, and you're thinking about possibly selling, perhaps you know, you're debating whether or not you're going to be making improvements to your home. If you're thinking about um, downsizing out of a, a larger home, if you're thinking about upgrading, and you think, okay, I just I don't want anything to do with this housing market. Um, I would still suggest that you speak to an agent, especially to if you have plans to make any substantial moves headed into the 2023 year to get an idea of how to position yourself in the best possible way. Um, so you hit the ground running and you're not stalled in a situation where you're scrambling to find a solution for your living situation headed into the, the, the next year. So it's always best, and what I would suggest to my clients who are thinking about selling, is begin this process somewhere in the three to six months before you actually intend to uh, take action and either uh, prepare your home for sale or begin looking for a home. What an agent can then do is put you in touch with a lender and they can discuss some programs that are in place that may make it possible where you're not paying market rates if and when you decide to uh, head into the housing market or get out of the housing market or relocate out of the state, this will just give you a better position so that you can uh, maximize the value to you and come up with the best strategy possible to put as much money in your pocket or save you the most amount of money, either it be lending fees or um, coming up with value of your home or positioning the best time of year to list. And again, we're gonna continue to monitor things. I cannot project or predict what's going to happen. I always want to kind of point that out. It's looking at numbers and trying to determine based on historical trends, monthly trends, short term, long term, what we think the housing market is going to do. And I wanted to record this episode today to just say that everything that you're hearing on the news isn't necessarily the truth. A lot of it is uh, trying to talk about the worst case scenarios and how markets have uh, been um killed here with you know inflation and all that kind of stuff a lot of that information is misleading a lot of that information isn't sourced correctly they're not putting information out there true real estate market has taken a little bit of a hit um sorry text message so that's not yours that's mine uh the real estate market has taken a little bit of hit from the early part of this year um it 
needed to take a little bit of a hit. There was no way that that was a sustainable uh, trajectory of where things were headed. But what we are seeing and what a lot of industry experts predict is although we're not going to be seeing double digit uh, valuation pops as we have the last several years here, we are going to see single digit appreciation. I'm talking between two to 5% area specific, of course, at least for the time being, which is more of a normal housing market. Again, although inventories in some realm are projected to climb, forbearances are going to be ending, we're not anticipating a huge change until that number gets to six months of inventory as far as from a pricing standpoint. And again, in other episodes we discussed, that does not take months, that takes years to do so. So if you delay the process of purchasing simply because interest rates are have gone up more to a, a normal to a slightly a higher level than what we've been used to in the last 25 years here, they're still on par historically over the last 100 years right in line with what they should be. When inventory and deflation kind of slows down a bit and we're perhaps headed into a recession or we're officially in a recession, the government admits it, then you're going to see the rates go down, inflation's going to calm, and then we're going to be able to then refinance whatever home you decide to purchase. Again, you have to make the determination, um, obviously speak to um, a lender, speak to your agent to determine whether or not that home will be affordable for you if you are paying a 7% interest rate, but it doesn't mean that it's not possible, especially with a lot of equity that has already been gained if you are a current homeowner. So nothing's impossible. It just takes a little bit of a workaround. I'm sure there's gonna be programs in place that can fit your needs or the needs of somebody that uh, you care about that is looking to buy or sell real estate. So a little bit longer of an episode today. I haven't done one of these in a bit. Um, we are going to try to, again, uh, try to get these out at least on a weekly basis or every other week. Um, Obviously headed into a slower season here. We're going to try to make sure they're a little bit more um, consistent. But as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening and supporting the Not Your Typical Agent podcast. If you or someone you know is in need of a real estate agent, I can help. I am a broker with HomeSmart Connect based out of Arlington Heights. We have several locations throughout the Chicagoland area and I'm happy to help make real estate easier for you.